0: It's time now for the complete story of public news and information feature of BOT Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich BOT, with today's complete
1: story. Well, here we are back in the studio, Rich, together across, across the council from each other. And it is Thanksgiving weekend.
0: It sure is. How about that? And we have a lot for which to be thankful. Well, isn't that
1: the truth? Isn't that the truth? However, I'm sure there's the turmoil and people are doing their Thanksgiving in a very way that's not accustomed to them Is the way they traditionally, you know, do, do that sort of thing and that sort of thing. But, but we had a good time, didn't we, being thankful. And even though our gathering for thanksgiving was a little different than customarily. It was a wonderful time,
0: wasn't it? We gave thanks to God.
1: Exactly. I tell you what, if we are thankful, if we really thank God for his provision, for his strength, for the life he puts within us, then it is for the purpose of being used by God now, we haven't used her music for quite a while. Doris Acres, she's home to be with the Lord. She's in heaven right now. But you know the stories that I've told about California. This would have been man alive. This would have been 55 years ago or more. in California, Doris Acres. And her music has been such a blessing. Listen to this,
2: folks. Dude. to sing, to pray, to speak.
3: God is my desire
1: I want to be used of the Lord and I know in order to do this that I must be a yielded vessel my greatest desire is to be used and rather than be idle I would rather be a doorkeeper house of my God,
3: an old song I heard as a child says, if you cannot sing like angels, if you cannot preach like Paul,
1: there's one thing you can do, you can tell the love of Jesus, you can tell that he died for all. To be you. Could have a better desire than that. Um, my mother. Now we're really going back because I'm 87, as I've said to the audience many times. Of my mother, for goodness' sake,s 18 years ago was uh, in her 90s. She was in her 90s. She couldn't, you know, get around anymore. And it was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving. And I thought, what a nice thing if I would have her as a guest on The Complete Story with me. And um, so I used the telephone to reach her and talk to her a little bit and ask her questions. And we have it in our archives 18 years later. So this was a different Thanksgiving with my mother. Let's hear what she had to say then.
4: Well, Mom, on this Thanksgiving broadcast, we want to hear a scripture verse from you. And uh, what would it, what would you, what would you share with our audience? What what scripture verses come to your mind?
5: Uh, Proverbs five and six.
4: Can you give them to us?
5: Yes. All right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, for he will direct your path. And he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Mom? Yes?
4: Now, you've lived your entire life by these scripture verses. And you are 92 years old now. You're going to be 93 in your next birthday. Is I'm February. more
5: 93 than I am 90, that's, 92.
4: That's right. And do you believe the Lord is trustworthy?
5: Very. I don't know what I would have done if it were not. And I, I didn't have his strength and his uh, admonition.
4: Did he take you through the Depression? And help you raise your kids, and yes, help. Yes, and more than that. Is the Lord now a comfort to you He's in very. your?
5: Very. I just don't know what I do for from day to day.
4: We all have We're a lot lo-
5: for the Lord.
4: We all have a lot to be thankful for, don't we?
5: Oh yes, we do. We have thankful. We can be thankful for His strength and that He gives us, and He never fails. Jesus, never fail.
4: And we could be thankful for our families and our loved ones, can't we?
5: Oh, yes. Yes, I can. Every one of my children have accepted the Lord and are living for Him. Give
2: with a grateful one. Give
1: <laughs> and then, um, what does the bible say about being thankful having a thankful spirit and having a spirit of serving others and helping
0: others yeah and in, in all things give thanks you know then
1: we just recently folks in our family celebrated the 30th birthday of my grandson rich's nephew and he's 30 but when he was a little boy he was eight years old One time, uh, his family came to our house for Thanksgiving, and I was recording a program for Complete Story, just like we're doing now, and little David, little David, he was eight years old, I thought, well, my goodness sakes, here he's visiting us from Dallas, Texas. I wonder if he's got a word to say. And so I had him on the broadcast, and I want to share that with you now because this is about reaching children. You know, my mother was a child evangelism teacher. And a very godly, you know, she was fervent for her beliefs. So anyway, here's the way it's kind of passed on. Let's hear
3: what. Let's hear what. He's 30 years old now, but when he was eight years old, this is what he said. Now, Mr. Mr. Little David, Mr. Little David, he's eight years old. He's in the studio with us now. Little Katie, his little little sister, she's not in the studio and she's with her mama out in the other room right now. But David, you're eight years old. Just had your birthday not too long ago. Can you come up here to the microphone with Grandpa and uh, have you got a have you got a scripture verse that you could share with our radio audience? Yes, I do. Well, let's have it
2: then. Okay. Proverbs 19, verse 20. Listen to advice and accept instruction, and in the end you will be wise.
3: (laughs) That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Have you got a song you can sing?
2: Okay. Okay, Mm -hmm. whatever the song is, be fine. Okay. Okay. God is so good. Okay. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me.
3: <laughs> that's great. Now tell me, do you go to Sunday school, do you? Yes, I do. In your home, Mommy and Daddy, before you eat, do you say the blessing and things like that?
2: Always. <laughs>
3: okay, that's nice. Well, I'll tell you what, Grandma and Grandpa are sure proud of you, and I know your great-grandma is very proud of you. And uh, you're just growing up to be a nice young man. You're eight years old right now. Your birthday wasn't that long ago, was it?
2: Mm, I think it was last Saturday.
3: Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, it's wonderful for your grandma and grandpa uh, that you're here for Thanksgiving, and we're just having a great time. And uh, do you, we're having a real country Thanksgiving this year, aren't we?
2: Yes, we are. We have... Almost the whole cabin (laughs) full.
0: Okay. Yeah, does that bring back... Oh, those are great memories. Remember, Dad, he was born the day after Thanksgiving 30 years ago. Now, I
1: tell you what, folks. When you're working with children at the very beginning of their life and they're learning so many things, how to talk, about attitudes, what they believe, and everything else, when you put it in their heart... It stays with him. Listen to this.
4: It's
2: in my heart. It's in my heart. You ask me
3: how.
0: Oh, that's Doris Akers. Hey, hey,
1: Rich, we're going to have a revival service right here in the studio.
0: Well, speaking of revival, we've got a great message coming up.
1: Yeah, we do. It's about Thanksgiving. It's about Thanksgiving, and it's a message that was delivered by a man in America, throughout the world, that really delivered the gospel and brought people to the Lord, and this is what... Billy Graham had to say, Billy Graham had to say about thanksgiving,
6: here it is. We're living in an extremely ominous and dangerous period of history. It was in a religious sense that our founding fathers observed the first American thanksgiving. They were devout Christians and students of the Bible, and they paused to give united thanks to Almighty God. At least 47 of our years of history, there was no thanksgiving. From Madison to Lincoln, there was no day of thanksgiving set aside. Nor has it always been on Thursday, nor has it always been in November as we celebrate it today. Only since the days of President Grant have November and Thursday been the custom. In fact, the pilgrims had theirs on December 30th, 1621. The first official proclamation for a day of thanksgiving was made in Charleston, Massachusetts, June 20th, 1676. From that time till the first Congress held in New England, it was an old New England custom to have one day a year to set aside as a day of thanksgiving. The New England representatives brought it into our national focus in 1774, and the first proclamations for a day of thanksgiving were issued by Congress from 1777 to 1783. But in more recent times, it has been a proclamation by the President of the United States. On each occasion, he is usually called the people to humiliation and prayer. Millions of Americans, however, use it as a day for frivolity, festivity, and sports, rather than for humbling themselves before God and thanking Him for the many material and spiritual blessings that we know and enjoy. Those who have set aside a day of thanksgiving to God were Bible-believing men. They were the first ones. They had found in the Bible that God had often called his people to a time of solemn thanksgiving. More than 150 times the Bible either calls men to thank God or tells them how to give thanks. In Old Testament days, God designated a special offering of thanksgiving for his people. The Bible says, with cakes of leaven and bread, he shall offer his oblation with the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving. God was ensuring the people of Israel against the time when they would forget to be thankful to Him. God called upon His people at very special occasions to have a time of thanksgiving. When Solomon dedicated the temple in Jerusalem, they were to give thanks. When under Jeremiah they rebuilt the broken walls of the city, they again were called upon to express thanks to God. In the days of revival under King Hezekiah, he proclaimed an official day of thanksgiving in which the people brought their sacrifices and their thank offerings into the house of the Lord. More than 30 times in the Psalms, the psalmist speaks of giving thanks. The psalmist said, be thankful unto him and bless his name. And again he said, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. He even said that he would arise at midnight to give thanks unto the Lord. Jesus taught us to give thanks as he gave thanks and broke the loaves and the fishes to feed the multitude. He thanked God again when he broke the bread of communion for the disciples the last night on earth. At the grave of Lazarus, he said, Father, I thank thee. Paul emphasized thanksgiving when he said, With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So thanksgiving is a part of the most intimate relationship that exists between man and God. And yet there are millions today of even professing Christians that neglect to thank him. It is the custom of many Christians, for example, to bow in public places and to give thanks for the food that has been placed before them. I've had scores of waiters and waitresses and even stewardesses on airplanes to tell me that when I bowed my head, that it was the first time they'd ever seen that happen in their restaurant or seen it happen on an airplane. Millions never pause to give a word of thanks to God, even for the food that has been provided or even the water that we drink or the air that we breathe. Few homes have a moment of thanksgiving at the beginning of the meal or at any other time of the day. Even on this day of thanksgiving, it will mean nothing more than a time of fun, gluttony, and sports. And only a minority will stop and give thanks to God, even though if there was ever a moment in history that we needed to humble ourselves and pray and thank God for the blessings that we've enjoyed, it is now. Thanksgiving is recognition of a debt that cannot be repaid. We express true thanks when we're not able to reimburse the giver. When thanksgiving is filled with true meaning and not just the formality of a polite thank-you, it is the recognition of dependence. We thank our friends for doing for us what we desired and needed because we're in debt to them. But because of the pride and arrogance of our hearts, we take from God without even the formality of thanksgiving. In view of the ominous foreign events and the dark clouds beginning to gather on the economic future of the world, this Thanksgiving should not be a day of frivolity only. It should be a time of sober heart-searching. I'm asking you to have a prayer meeting in your home on Thanksgiving. I'm asking you to have a family altar in which there is a time of humility and repentance and thanksgiving to God for His past blessings. America is living in a critical hour. This is the hour that we are to turn to God. If on this designated day of thanksgiving we ignore God and we refuse to give Him our thanks, then maybe we deserve His judgment. The peril that stalks the nation today cannot be eliminated by political rhetoric or even religious conferences. It is time when we need to acknowledge our national sins and our national guilt before God. Our pride has caused us to forget that what we have, we have by the grace of God. Let us pray that on this thanksgiving as a nation we will remember that righteousness exalteth a nation, and sin is a reproach to any people. The scripture says that a lack of giving thanks is the beginning of the downfall of individuals as well as nations. The Bible says... The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hinder the truth in unrighteousness because that which is known of God is manifested in them. For God showeth it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood through the things that are made, even his everlasting power and Godhead, that they may be without excuse because that knowing God they glorified him not is God, neither gave thanks. Here is the tragic story of the degeneration of pagan nations. And at the very beginning of their degeneration was the failure to give thanks to God. This failure was the evidence of the pride of their hearts that declared that they thought they could get along without God. How many Americans refuse or neglect to give thanks, indicating to God, God, I don't need you. I can get along without you. According to the Bible, if we should be guilty of the sin of unthankfulness to God, it would be a sufficiently serious sin to damn us as individuals and to destroy us as a nation. Hosea the prophet said concerning unthankful people, for she did not know that I gave her the grain and the new wine and the oil and multiplied unto her silver and gold, which they used for other gods such as Baal. Therefore will I take back my grain in the time thereof, and my new wine in the season thereof, and will pluck away my wool and my flax, which should have covered her nakedness. Here we find a principle at work in the history of nations and of people that is not changed since the days of the prophet. We are guilty of taking abundance from God and forgetting to express thanks. The Bible teaches that if we persist in the sin of pride and unthankfulness then the irresistible forces of the judgment of God will eventually take their toll. The Bible says, beware lest thou forget Jehovah thy God in not keeping his commandments. The Bible says the very goodness of God should lead us to repentance. All of these material blessings are gifts of God's hands in order that we might humble ourselves and repent and come to the cross of Christ and have our sins forgiven and washed away by the blood of Christ that we might be born again. The goodness of God should lead us to repentance. Secondly, we should thank God for the spiritual blessings beyond the power of human tongue to describe. Here in America, we still have freedom of worship that we take for granted every day. In many parts of the world there are believers who cannot assemble themselves. They cannot speak their religious convictions because of totalitarian power. We have Bibles all over America. We have the opportunity to proclaim the gospel by radio, television, and through films to millions. God has blessed us with a thousand and one spiritual blessings. We've seen great spiritual renaissance this past year. Thousands have been swept into the kingdom of God using many methods of evangelism. Evangelicalism has come to the fore and has become very visible during the past year as people have been talking about being born again. We should thank God for the great spiritual freedom and spiritual blessings we have as a nation. We do not know how long the doors will be open. We do not know how long we're going to be able to do this. If ever there was a thanksgiving, we need to thank God It's this thanksgiving. Thirdly, we should thank God today for peace. We have at least a temporary respite in which we can turn to God. No bombs are falling on our cities. How much longer that will last, no one knows, because Jesus predicted there would be wars and rumors of wars till the end of time. But more than any other spiritual or material blessing is the blessing of God's offer of salvation through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The same one who gave his only begotten Son is the giver of every other benefit. The Bible says, He that spared not his own Son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things? To all who have received the gift of his Son, he gives also the gifts of peace and joy, confidence, power, courage, and hope. When I see Jesus Christ hanging on the cross, I see the nails in his hands, I see the spike in his feet, I see the spear in his side, I see the crown of thorns upon his brow, and I remember that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to take my place on the cross. I must bow in front of that cross and say, especially on Thanksgiving Day, thank you, Lord, for not sparing your son. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. In these days of uncertainty and confusion, these are gifts that go beyond our power to understand, and yet they're the gifts of God that became ours because we have received Jesus Christ as our Savior. At the beginning of this Thanksgiving week, I want you to receive the gift of God's grace which is in His Son, Jesus Christ. He can give you peace and joy and hope in your heart today by trusting Him. To the rest of you who name the name of Christ, I beg that on this next Thursday that we make it a day of real thanksgiving in which we fall on our knees and give humble and sincere thanks to God for all the spiritual and material blessings that He has poured down upon us as a people. Shall we pray? Our Father, indeed, this day we do thank Thee for all the blessings that we have, both material and spiritual, in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. Amen. Could you hear the strength in his
0: voice? Well, if that's not a message for today.
1: I was thinking I'd like to play now, the, tell me the old, old story ah. right on my heart every word. But our time is out. Do we have something from our listeners? We that do. called in?
0: Yes. And let me give the listener comment line, 1-800-345-2621. We'd well, love to let's hear from couple, you. I
1: want to, I'm going to share some of these with our listeners right now. Let's, let's listen to this one.
4: This is Leo in Hoyle. Illinois. I have been a listener for decades and uh, I I love it. Absolutely love it. It's the only radio station on my car and I appreciate all you do for us.
1: Oh, listen, let's have another one, Rich, right now.
5: This is Marietta north of Kansas City and I have great enjoyment and great desire to hear more of the old music that Dick Bach plays. It is such a help. Every day, God bless your whole organization, and especially I thank you, Dick Bot. <laughs> uh,
1: thank you, Marietta. Oh, listen, let's have another yeah. one.
5: We're missionaries here in Brazil, and we discovered Bot Radio while we were on furlough in Kansas City. Our son-in-law set it up so that we could listen to Bot Radio on the field. Well, especially now during this time, we've had more time at home and tuned in more often, so we've been strengthened and encouraged. For our ministry with good solid biblical doctrine yeah. like like always thank you very much
0: isn't that All neat right. dad with new media people can but, hear us around a, the world give the phone one eight hundred three four five two six two one one eight hundred three four five two six two one you
1: have no idea how much i enjoy and rich enjoys and our other people enjoy knowing what you folks our bot radio network family I have to say about the programming. Amen.
0: Thank you this folks. is Dick
1: Bott with his chapter of The Complete Story, with my son Rich, and we'll see you later.